Welcome to another episode of uh, the Silver Emulsion Podcast. Uh, my name is Will, and uh, my name, my, uh, I'm with, uh, <laughs> just completely it's lost. It's me, Steven. <laughs> I, I lost all train of thought. I don't know what the fuck I, <laughs> what happened, but. Um, I'm still here, yeah. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm here with my friend Steven. Um, <laughs> How are you? I'm kind of uh, a little scatterbrained, yeah. It must be all this smoke out there. It's, uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's smoky as shit. The whole damn state's on fire. Yeah, it's nasty. I thought when I woke up, it's, it was like smoke drifting down the fucking street. And I looked, and it looked like the the house across the street, there was like smoke coming out of it. And I thought, well, fuck me. <laughs> when he gets in one of these houses, we're all going up. But yeah. then uh, I determined that, no, it was just the wind blowing. And the wind must have shifted or something and blow, blew it into our right. area here. But yeah, it's, it's pretty been, gnarly today, yeah. And there was another fire not like just a few days prior that was... Yeah. It was been smoky for like the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And... and where we uh, used to live is also on fire as yeah, well. Yeah, well, that was a yearly occurrence back, <laughs> back yeah, in California. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first year where it's gotten super smoky like this up here. But I don't know. Like I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it happens uh, on occasion. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh well. Um. Uh, well, we, this we've week, got a movie to talk about. <laughs> yes, this week we're not talking about 13 movies. We're talking Just one. about one movie uh, but, that has uh, enough plot for 13 it, yeah, movies. Yeah, <laughs> it has enough action for 13, that's yeah. for sure. This is a movie that moves. It, it, it is a non-stop it does. movie. It um, right, right from the get-go, that yeah, opening it, narration was like, fucking, I'm just like, I'm not going to remember half of what you're just saying, right, dude. Right. <laughs> it, it goes and... Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop for you to um, pick up on it. It's just you gotta run with it. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm surprised how much of the plot I actually did uh, understand. Yeah, uh, this was the first time I think I've really kept a handle on everything. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it since I was a teenager. Oh, okay. And. Um, at that time, I only had a very degraded, like, I don't know how many generations down the line uh, from VHS copies it was, but it was right. this gnarly bootleg that was so faded that the the sword swing uh, went out of the widescreen. <laughs> it's specifically the one towards the beginning um and, and now I'm forgetting everybody's name, but there's like the the golden lion 
guy right. and he there's a part where he's swinging his sword and that was the part went out of the widescreen uh, the 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 quality was so bad that literally from that time that i saw this movie all the way until i just watched it i thought sammo hung played two roles in the movie <laughs> uh so it was a, a big surprise for me to watch it and find out that he was only one role <laughs> so i guess in that guy sammo hung too he really doesn't look like him. <laughs> oh, he only plays one role. Weird. So for 20-some years, I've thought that Samo played two roles. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm curious which <laughs> roles they were because I th- this is my first Samo Hung movie, so oh, okay. I don't know what he looks like, so I wasn't oh. sure which character he was in the first place. Yeah, I'm trying to think any U.S. stuff that he was in. He had a, a TV show in the probably late 90s called Martial Law with Arsenio Hall. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently he did a lot of action choreography and he had Hong Kong people working on it. And I didn't watch it back in the day because I was like, well, I don't want to see a U.S. TV show with Sammo. But I've seen some footage recently and they just put it out on DVD. Uh, speaking of TV on DVD, <laughs> oh. and uh, so now I'm I'm inter- interested. But Samo plays the the old guy <laughs> with the white hair, um, who was uh, I don't remember his name, but he was the guy at the end who was teaching Jet Li. Uh, Kung Fu while Jet Li was already fighting the other two guys. Okay. Okay. He was So uh, he was that guy. The the good grandfatherly character. Right. There were a couple of those. There was another there were like two of the old white haired guys that were kinda good guys. Yeah. Well the 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 other guy, the lion guy, who was the grandfather Yeah, he was the grandfather. He he was uh he was the other guy that I thought Samo played. Right. But okay. he, he was not played by Samo. Yeah. And information on this movie is kind of sketchy. So yeah. I wasn't able to find out who that guy actually was. Yeah. Um, the credits didn't really uh, say anything. No. And that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up. But first, I should probably say what the hell this movie is. Even though... <laughs> We've just been going on. And just like nobody knows what we're well, talking I about. Well, I knew. I knew that it, I had not said it, so... <laughs> I just let it go. Um, But to recreate the feeling of this movie and the confusion that might um, befall some viewers. Um, So this movie is 1993's Kung Fu Cult Master, also known as uh, some other shit like the Lord of Wu-Tang and the the evil cult and whatever the fuck. But it it is called Kung Fu Cult Master. I want to watch the version that's called whatever the fuck. (laughs) Whatever the fuck, yeah. I want to find that one and see well, what they did with it. The movie itself is kind of falls in line with that for for Western viewers unfamiliar with the wuxia style. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a it was a holy crap! What am I watching? Kind yeah, of a movie. it is a fucking barrage of it, of, it is of and... wuxia fantasy. Um, this movie is directed by Wang Jing, who is traditionally known for his comedy movies, but um, like any good. Hong Kong director. He works in multiple genres. And uh, he's one of the few Hong Kong directors that, like, rivals Cheng Che in their prolific nature. Hmm. Cheng Che, I looked up 
the other day because I was writing a thing for uh, the Shaw Brothers site. He directed 94 movies over the course of about 20 years, um, give, or take, give or take. Um, Wong Jing started in the mid-80s, like 84, 85, to now. He's up to 101 movies. Oh, wow. He fucking cranks them out. Yeah. Um, he also made City Hunter and uh, God of Gamblers and a bunch of other movies that I assume you will at one day watch because oh. they're <clears throat> I enjoy them. I'm definitely going <laughs> to watch City Hunter. Hunter. City Hunter is a must watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get that. City Hunter I... was the same year as Kung Fu Cult oh, Master. well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Cult Master was also the same year as two giant Jet Li movies. Um, actually, three giant Jet Li movies off the top of my head. Uh, the Fong Sayuk movies, one and two, and which may have been also directed by Wang Jing, if I remember right, but I oh. could be remembering wrong. That's wrong. And then um, Once Upon a Time in China 3 was also <laughs> 1993. Oh. So, so Jet Li was cranking them out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Hong Kong in general cranks them out, yeah. but um, Wang Jing is a, a, a good purveyor of cranking out the movies. And when I was a younger person, I didn't necessarily care for his movies um, because they were more comedy. Hmm. Um, but now I am a fucking full-on <laughs> fan of Wang Jing. Um, I love his work. Uh, so where to start with this movie? Um, um, I guess it's, it's kind of a revenge story. I guess. Kind of. At, kind of. If you break it down to what its bottom layer is, I right. guess. I mean, at a, at a base level, the the movie begins with Jet Li as a kid. Yeah. And, and his, his parents, parents are not really murdered, but they die. Not murdered, but they are forced into... Not necessarily forced, but just... Um, they, they are protecting the location of the Golden Lion grandfather yeah. who is in in possession of one of two swords made during the very quick and brief intro right <laughs> um and the the uh. the power of the the fucking moon i believe is put into the two swords yeah something like that um and then it was uh hidden away yeah i don't know i guess the Backstory is that uh, two really awesome swords were made, and everybody wants the swords because yes. you combine them together and become super powerful. Yes, and basically, there's two sides fighting over the swords. And well, there's more than two sides. There's multiple there's, sects. Yeah, but in basic, they were they wind up allying with each other in two sides. Basically, two sides. Yes, there's basically there's, a more there's righteous internal, side. Yeah, there, there's internal politics. Yes. but there's in general two teams. I guess you could say right teams and, of various nations and organizations. Yeah, and, well, yeah, of fighting styles. What's interesting is that Wu Tang and Shaolin are two of the styles, two of the sects fighting. And Wu Tang is presented as one of the good sides, 
And Shaolin is definitely one of the evil sides. And traditionally, those right. are reversed. Mm. Traditionally, Wu Tang is the guys persecuting the the good, righteous Shaolin warriors. Yeah, I, um, I get the feeling this film is kind of playing with things like that because they call these guys that are like the the I think of them as the col- the t- the colored team or the the rainbow team is like oh, they're into- every one of their groups is a color. Okay. The guy and they're kind of they're called the evil clan. Yeah. But they kind of wind up being the good guys. They do. The the Jetly becomes aligned with them. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the movie. And then you've got like I guess team martial arts styles where I and mean, not that the colored guys didn't have their styles, but it was Yeah, like everybody has were, their style, but it was like more like that side of the the struggle like all the groups were just in these very bright stark colors of whatever like there's yeah. bright green or red right, or right. whatever and then the the like the Shaolin guys and the other guys were just more like identified by their styles more so than by right. their colors well Shaolin generally is is in the yellow robes the monks are um shaved true. heads and they have the little dots yeah those those dots there but um but at the same time, they were referred to as Shaolin, whereas right. the the guys on the other side were like the green whatevers, and and you know, and everybody yeah, had a yeah. color in their name, and right, golden lion and the the green bat, yeah, and that was uh, fun, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, played by Richard Ng, who is a a uh, very famous uh, Hong Kong comedian. Oh. Not a martial artist. <laughs> uh, he's in all the Lucky Stars movies. He's one ah. of the main Lucky Stars guys, um, among other things. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got the the two sides. They're fighting over the swords, and some dude is like friends with people on both sides, and they're like, "No, you can't do that because right. we're at a war with each other." Right. Kind of a Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. He and... gets together with the girl. And he also befriends. Um, the I don't know if the girl. I, I think, think it, it is father. her father. Yeah, because because Jet Li is now the grandson. Right. Okay. So. There you go. Yeah, piecing so, it together. Yeah. So Romeo and Juliet, except one of the fathers wasn't pissed off about it. Right. And he was a nice guy. And so the other team goes in and is like, "Oh well, that means you know where he lives. So tell us where he lives so we can go in and kick his ass." And right. he's like, "No, dude, that, that's my buddy." And, right. And you so won't they, get the sword. And then, uh, so then he kills himself by just internally exploding, exploding his heart. His heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I was blown away by that scene. It was just like. Um, yeah, the exploding heart. So, <clears throat> I was very uh, a surprising moment that I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many movies have you ever seen a guy uh, just willfully just explode his own heart? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I, I I didn't see that coming. He he like goes out there. I'm like, oh, dude, what's he gonna do? He's just like, yeah. like oh, he's gonna do something awesome, and then just boom, his just chest explodes. And you're yeah, just like, Holy and and shit. I mean that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's kind of the thing that I love about wuxia and Hong Kong movies in general, but. Really, these uh, wuxia that are really leaning hard into the fantasy element of wuxia. Right. Like, <clears throat> it's just 
a nonstop barrage of shit that you never thought of or considered right, that, or just, you know, it's just really like, holy fuck, what yeah. the fuck is that? And it's, and, and especially in a movie like this where the pace is so fast. Yeah. It was, it's just coming at you constantly. Yeah. There was tons of those moments in this movie that were like that. And yeah, I mean, and, and now in retrospect, I'm thinking, how do you train to do this, to just to explode your heart at will? Like, what yeah. Well, it's some kind of an internal style. There's uh, traditionally the external styles, which are more fighting arts, and then there's internal styles, which are more about controlling breath and controlling um, internal body functions. Like, um, there's movies where where people control their body to the point where they're they appear dead, but they are actually just living at the lowest level possible right, you know right. things like that and so uh you could theoretically just, i'm just thinking in terms of like normally in a martial arts kind of thing you're going to learn how to do something and you're going to practice it over and yeah, over right you're not going to practice blowing up your heart over and over you know it's kind of a one-time deal <laughs> but you can control your heart rate <laughs> over and over and learn how and, to do that and then and just, just like crank it up max to, that shit out until like, it explodes <laughs> you know like, so yeah, there there's there's training involved yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> it's fantasy yeah you got to go with it <laughs> um yeah the movie was just full of weird fun crazy things yeah, like that constantly like, was, this is full on i love uh, i loved the shields the shields, the, the mirrored were, shields, and, yeah. and then they just started like flying around. Right, they just... sectioned off and started flying, and then they they get exploded. <laughs> yeah. Some fucking you, power gets thrown at them, and they're just the people psh. just under the sand, just stabbing yeah, up, and, the, and then they dive down. into the sand to fight them under the yeah. sand. It's just like, yeah, I didn't expect that. Norm, normally, you get the like the sand people, and it's just like, oh god, we got to do something special, and they're just right. like, no, we're just gonna jump in the sand just with them, diving <laughs> in, and then the limbs just start coming out. <laughs> yeah, so now you can kind of see where we watched Bride with White Hair. And I said, right. "This is a wuxia, but it's scaled back. You know, it's 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 not like full on right. what it's, I consider full. on. It's more about wuxia than being wuxia, yeah. To an extent, it, it's, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it, there's always a degree right. of fantasy in wuxia, and there's some that are very limited, and mm-hmm. there are some that go full on like this. And and not that Bride with White Hair was limited in the fantasy, but." No, I mean, it, it had a lot of just magical, right, right, crazy just, going on, but it wasn't so much uh, an action film, right? Whereas this is definitely this is an action, like, film. yeah, nonstop, yeah. It's like every five minutes, we gotta have somebody kicking someone's yeah, ass, yeah, something, and, yeah, it's always going on, and kind of uh, doesn't really end. It it ends on a cliffhanger of it sorts. Does. It except does. Except that it says it's the end. It doesn't say to be continued. So I was I was wondering if there is a sequel to it. Or well, this um, unfortunately, this is the only movie. Oh, that's sad. Um, they they intended to make a trilogy, mm. but when this movie came out, it got uh, very negative reviews from the critics in Hong Kong. And it apparently didn't do well enough for them to make uh, the sequels. 
Um, I looked up the box office, and it was, it still did what I consider relatively well. It's still high up on the list. There are movies much lower, much lower than it that got sequels. (laughs) Um, So I don't know exactly what happened, but unfortunately, uh, for the the Wuxia loving fans, it is only one movie. That is sad because I. I would have gladly sat oh, there yeah. for another hour and a half. I, and... I would have, yeah, totally taken another two movies of this with with pleasure. Yeah. Um, the only saving grace, I guess, is that this movie is based on a very classic wuxia novel called Heaven Sword and Dragon Saber. Yeah, I think they mentioned that somewhere in the credits or somewhere on the... Something I saw when I was watching it. Maybe I don't know. It might have been in like the menus or special features. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was. Somewhere on the DVD, it said it was based on a novel. Okay, so that explained a lot to me. Just that statement alone. Okay, why it was so crammed. Why the beginning was just such a massive pile of backstory. Right. Um, Yeah, Wuxia novels. um, I have yet to read one really, but I know that they're very. Full of wild characters and much like this movie, right? Uh, but anyway, but uh, I'm 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 very disappointed now because I, I really wanted to see um, the other two of those generals. Like there was like the the purple something. Yes, the, like yes, there was there there was the, the yeah the queen of it was clearly going to set up these and it set up these characters that were clearly going to come back in the sequels. And right? Yeah. No, and the main the main queen villain who yeah who comes and you know sets all this stuff up and then she fucking jams out flies away like all right meet me in the capital y'all <laughs> freeze frame fucking end of movie yeah and, and it's and one of the 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 hardest cliffhangers in a movie ever like just bam yeah <laughs> like it's, it's hard to be more of a cliffhanger yeah and and without actually literally having someone hanging off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> and when i was younger i the internet was very um limited and mm-hmm. it's it was it was the late 90s so the information was limited so it was always a question, is there a sequel? Is there not a sequel? And then eventually we found out, no, There, this is the only movie. Uh, but uh, that reminds me, one thing that I wanted to say before I talk about the... I got two things in my head that I need to say. One of them is that um, the movie credits, the intro credits, didn't have any English. Mm. And traditionally in Hong Kong movies... What that signals is that this is going to be a very Chinese movie, <laughs> specifically <laughs> aimed at Chinese audiences, hmm. without like any kind of uh, like the idea that Western audiences are going to be very uh, confused and not understanding this thing. Hmm. Whereas, like a Chinese audience would would maybe know this novel because they're like this is a famous novel that um has been adapted on Hong Kong TV like oh. 8 or 9 times wow like every 5 or 6 years it's one of the novels that they just continually readapt with new characters 
with new actors and that's kind of hong kong style like there's a bunch of water margin series on hong kong tv and there's a bunch of series based on fucking like every wuxia novel like has every big wuxia novel has a whole bunch of series so the the saving grace is that there's not more of these movies which is very unfortunate right but there are multiple uh tv series that that may provide more story and there are three uh late 70s and early 80s shaw brothers movies that are also based on the same novel oh wow so uh, that i have not seen yeah we'll have to so uh i will get there at some point in my series the first one is 77 i believe so Uh i'm relatively close someday that one um i guess the second one is also 77 because they just put them out uh back to back but Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to them then. <laughs> we'll Maybe not there. on a podcast, but uh. yeah. Well, I mean, we can. I just have to get to them with my series first because I have right. to remain pure. pristine. Yeah, right. much like Jet Li in this movie, <laughs> he must remain pure to preserve his kung fu energy, which is a thing that comes up in kung fu movies anyway. But right, and I've. That was a part of the humor of this one. Yes, of, uh, that's that's part of the Wang Jing, like uh, directorial style. <laughs> the lowbrow humor is probably like the one thing that is in all of his movies. It, it came as such a surprise when it would do that, just because yeah. it feels like such maybe not highbrow, but it feels much more. Uh, elegant, I guess that it that it wouldn't stoop to uh, uh-huh. potty humor, and 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 then it does, and you're just like, what? what, what? <laughs> right. Well, that's 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 Hong Kong. The 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 humor is is generally fairly lowbrow, broad humor, um, and that's why a lot of people don't like it. They they f- like when I was a kid, I just thought it was stupid, and I didn't really get it. Not that I was watching a lot of of comedies, but like. I was just like, ah, whatever, because I was watching whatever the fuck I was watching at that time, Woody Allen movies that are a little more heady mm-hmm. in their comedy. Um, but now, <laughs> now that I have a very stressful life <laughs> and, like, the idea of just watching people joke about fucking lowbrow fucking shit, I am fully on board, <laughs> and so I enjoy it quite a bit. I mean, and as much as it kind of surprised me, at the same time, like, I don't know, I watch a lot of anime. and Yeah, I wonder, I, like, they probably have some pretty low Anime, it, if anime is obsessed with anything, it's sex jokes. So whenever he's, you know, accidentally grabbing her boobs or they're talking yeah. about erections, it's just like... That that kind of stuff happens in anime all the time, so it's yeah. kind of I'm I'm used to that happening. I just all didn't right. expect it here, right? <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay, but it kind of just fit right into what I've seen a lot of. All right, otherwise, well, cool. and and you 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 laughed along with it. I I did. I laughed. <laughs> I think I laughed at almost all of the jokes in here. They yeah. were they just come out of nowhere a lot of times. Yeah, and. They they kind of blindside me, and that's that's a lot of what makes a joke funny is when it does blindside you. There's one thing that probably blindsided you is that Hong Kong, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's a mistranslation or a, a slightly 
shifty translation to English, but there's always, not always, but there's a lot of rape jokes in Hong Kong movies <laughs> where they're like, they they just say like, oh yeah, we're going to rape that girl. And it's it's meant as a joke. And like, I get it now and it's funny, but like, I always wonder if the the nuance of what they're saying is lost in just a straight translation to rape. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm not sure. Cuz it feels like the way that they say it and the way that they are acting, it feels like yeah, they're probably going to rape her. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, yeah, yeah, I, I think they're definitely going to do things without her consent. So right. It's... right. And like in the Lucky Stars movie, movies, the series, like the, the the basic premise of the Lucky Stars movies is this is that it's four or five guys who are I don't know, thirties, forties, aged, mm-hmm. um, and they're all single and they are all ridiculously horny. And so then they are thrust into a situation where they have to work with a very pretty girl. Um, and then they spend a good portion of that movie trying to uh, trick her into like sleeping with them or uh, holding them or <laughs> like there's a move there's there a common thing where they like act like they're robbers and then they're like okay we're gonna tie you two up <laughs> and then they leave and then they switch fucking masks and then they like. <laughs> rescue each other and then tie the other guys up with her and stuff like that <laughs> so it's it doesn't sound uh, very funny but there is a humor to it that and is strange i don't know how to describe it but and, you know i mean and there was a scene that i i wasn't thinking of before but it's like it's this perfect idea it was when um the one girl shows up at the training hall and she's going to take a bath and the guys are peeping on her okay yeah and that's like practically straight out of an anime. I mean, that that's that is the bread and butter of anime humor is yeah. peeping on girls in bathroom in the bath. It and, happens a lot in Hong Kong movies too, specifically in the period <clears throat> movies where they're like poking a hole in the paper <laughs> windows, right? And so it was kind of like so. At the same time, while it's like. I, di- I didn't really, so I wasn't really surprised by a lot of this, and yeah. that <clears throat> it's something Japan does a lot of as well. It's, right. And so it's just something that I've kind of gotten used to. There's like a bleed over between the yeah, Asian cultures. Yeah, there's some, yeah, some kind of uh, similarity there. Yeah. That, that uh, the attitude towards that and the portrayal of it right, is right. in many ways kind of similar. Yeah. So. That actually didn't really throw me Surprise off at all, all really. Okay. It was just kind of like, oh, well, we're doing this. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> and it was, it, the film as a whole didn't strike me as it was going to do that just stylistically. And and so it surprised me that it did. But yeah. once I was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. All right. I would say in a more straightforward wuxia, not made by Wang Jing, <laughs> who is uh, inclined to put comedy in. Um, you don't necessarily see it to that level. That, especially in Shaw Brothers stuff, you don't really get that kind of comedy. Um, mm. 
I mean, it's throughout. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was <clears throat> not much of it, but there there was a little bit in the uh, uh, Drunken Master where yeah, there's Jackie's a little bit trying to get with the with the girl who turns out to be his cousin. Yeah, then, yeah, there's a little bit in there. Yeah, where he's doing some little trickery to get her to hug him and whatnot. But yeah, it's a pretty common like Hong Kong thing. Yeah, and. That I think is where it gets a little different. In anime, it will usually be accidental that this ha- the the big anime thing is that some bumbling fool will just kind of trip and crash into a woman's boobs and, oh, okay. and then be like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." And everybody thinks he's a pervert when he's doing things on accident. But, yeah. But then there is the question of whether he really is a pervert because he you know, is of course of joy- enjoying it. And, right. <laughs> but there's that's the anime handling on that is that it's not a deliberate. Uh, yeah, Hong Kong is a little more <laughs> deliberate about it. These are just and, and not that anime never goes the deliberate route, but it, it's right. The common one is that you've just got the bumbling idiot main character who just stumbles into these situations yeah. and is is being falsely accused of uh, being uh, <laughs> intentional and and yet still uh i guess reaping the benefits i guess <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to call it that yeah i don't know but i i understand what you're you're saying yeah i don't know so, that that's exactly it's weird to describe but yeah. more you kind of have to experience it to really know right right how it deals with things but it happens a lot in anime that the sexuality is right. paramount in yeah. situations the mistaken grabbing of of breasts and stuff is a common thing in hong kong as well like there's this very famous scene in police story three with jackie where like michelle yo like falls as she's trying like it's mid action scene and she's like falling as she's trying to shoot these guys and jackie like goes to catch her because he's fallen underneath her it's mm-hmm. like this big series of choreography, and any, anyway, he like holds her up by the breast, and then realizes, and is like ah, and then she falls on him, and it's like a joke. Ah, they fell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't come through, right? Uh, but and and we have a joke like that in uh, this movie as well, where yeah, yeah, he uh, he's clinging to the girl and, and they're hanging off the edge of the cliff. And, right. Yeah. When and he, let, he goes, Oh my God, I'm holding her by the boobs. Right. And, right. Let's and let's go. go and falls. <laughs> and she's like, well, why'd you let go? And he's like, well, um, not like too embarrassed. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That again, that's, that's straight anime kind of humor okay. is what, uh, a lot of anime will do that. Right. Well, you... he, he's a righteous character, so it makes sense for him to be like, right. Accidentally right. doing it. And then like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the the more lecherous guys that are like, ah, let's do it. There's girls over there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I I think in anime there's also this thing, and I kind of came to this conclusion at some point early on in my anime fandom that okay. in, in anime, the younger the girl and the more angry she is, the more unstoppably destructive she will be. Okay, uh, <laughs> Aiko being one of the uh, <laughs> progenitors of this concept, but yeah. in general. In anime, especially if they're redheads, you don't piss them off. They okay. they will destroy you, and in in sometimes in a Looney Tunes kind of way. And that okay. Daffy Duck will get his beak blown off and be fine. If, you know, <laughs> but it'll be this very goofy kind of situation in anime because yeah. being not live action, they don't have to worry about that kind of thing. But right, right. 
there's definitely this concept that there will be consequences and and you're going to get your ass kicked by this girl and so there's kind of this fear of of the consequences in anime always where like any character is like oh crap whenever something like that happens even if they were intentionally doing it and then they get caught or something it's like oh those girls are going to beat the shit out of you and there, there, (laughs) there will always be the scene of the guy going into like a locker room or the seeing the girl or something and then just like the joke of him just running out and just all sorts of things just flying out after him and he'll just be holding the back of his head like for dear life like oh god and just like coming out all bruised and bandaged or something yeah and okay th- there's always this concept that th- they are going to kick your ass and and i would th- i would think that because there's a lot of ass kicking girls in this movie too there yeah <laughs> yeah kung fu movies in general i mean they started with um heroines uh being the the stars of the genre <laughs> and only after ching che like switched it up to be this like super masculine thing did it like become a male driven uh genre so there is a tradition for the the kung fu heroine <laughs> Yeah, there were. I, I was kind of surprised by in that one of just how many. Uh, yeah, there was a there number was, of them. Yeah, and, and including whatever purple, whatever she was, the queen of something that yeah, we never really got to that see. We never. Yeah, she's unseen. And then there was the no mercy woman who was. There's the beating her yeah girl. her her sidekick. Right. The girl that uh, Jet Li hangs out with the whole movie. Yeah. So there, there were and all there these. Was, uh, there were some the, yeah. the princess from. So there were there were all of these just girls throwing yeah. martial arts yeah. down, and I I wasn't really expecting that. Okay. And that yeah. uh, so far the things I've and not that there haven't been these martial artist women around in, yeah. in the other movies, but it just seemed like it was more prominently about uh, the male leads in like drunken master. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's like the one, the one lady in that, but I can't think of, she plays a pretty minor role there. She's yeah. Super minor. And she's clearly like kicking Jackie's ass, but it's like, that's it for just that one scene. And then it's just kind of like moves on and deals with other things. Yeah. I would say that, 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 like that kung fu genre i don't like i think of those movies as kung fu whereas like the more wuxia end of things generally is going to have more females Mm -hmm. um in the mix all right and and this probably in retrospect should have made sense to me because michelle yo is not exactly a small time uh hong kong star but yeah and you know i've seen her before in things and yeah she's like, in a lot crouching of stuff. tiger hidden dragon where right, she's right. so in retrospect i should have known that there would be some uh, uh martial artist women running around everywhere but yeah but it's still like coming from a western point of view where there's the the general idea of like a strong woman fighting at, in a lead role is kind of a like a an unseen thing or, or, yeah, a, or a rarely special seen thing. thing. When, yeah. Whenever it is, it gets played up really yes heavily, which is oddly enough like the 
the Disney movie Brave, the little redheaded Scottish girl. Oh, yeah, and, it was yeah, like, yeah. And, and when that came out, everybody was like, oh my God, it's this strong female lead. Da, 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 da. I'm like, Jesus, people, what the, like, right. is it that big a deal? And yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, and I, I guess know it what is you're saying. Within, and I kind of thought about it, and I, was, and I guess it makes sense from a Western, if all you've been watching are the generic Hollywood movies. Yeah, for sure. There's not a lot of that there's you know there's aliens there's terminator 2 to an extent yeah there's not too much out there there's not a lot for like little girls to watch yeah there's like a super strong female role there right there's not a lot of stuff like that um that's why like i think wonder woman was such a big movie right it did so well because it it kind of is that i guess i haven't seen it but like and and now I'm seeing like Wonder Woman like kids products just all over the friggin' place yeah. like backpacks and yeah like shirts uh, for little kids apparently. and whatnot like it's it's now this thing yeah for, like and, it's inspiring little girls yeah. and stuff and d- that's great yeah which is <laughs> cool all yeah. for that yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of but it's just kind of weird that it's taken so long for that in Hollywood or in America it's very strange and yeah. then I go to this. 93 hong kong film that i'm I'm not expecting to (laughs) and i'm like well there you get well holy crap you know it's just like why are we so far behind in that yeah well like the first big modern era kung fu uh, wuxia movie is come drink with me and the star is cheng pei pei the fucking the the uh, a woman who uh, it's one of the greatest kung fu stars of all time, one of, you know, highly revered, and uh, she's just laying waste to men throughout the entire movie, and that's '67. Um, oh, wow, not something you'd see in '67 in the West. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like early roles for strong female leads, and, and like I pretty much already named them, like Alien. <laughs> right, right. There's and, not a, not a whole lot. Yeah, and like that's kind of one of. I think Alien really is kind of one of the first Western films to really yeah, put in a female. Like, and she's not even really an action hero no, in there. In the more second so one, in the second for one for sure. But I like Halloween, I would probably say, because Jamie Lee Curtis is the main star of that movie, and she's mm-hmm. surviving. I don't know where like the final girl sort of thing of horror started, but I know she was one of the early early things. Early I'm pretty sure yeah. like Black Christmas, the movie that inspired Halloween. I don't remember, but I know Margot Kidder was like the main. Uh, woman in that hmm. I don't remember how strong she was though it's been a while since I saw that right um, but yeah it's pretty rare <laughs> yeah whereas like you know if I went down the line of Shaw Brothers 60s movies I mean it'd be like yeah like all of these <laughs> are female led <laughs> and then there's like the Cheng Che movies that are not that then became like the Just genre the shifted around hmm. those interesting um and then there's i mean there's still like female-led stuff throughout the years but um primarily was male-led after the mid mid 70s probably took over Hmm. um but uh i was worried with this movie because you you like swords 
Yeah. And we picked this movie as a, like, okay, let's get some fucking sword fighting. <laughs> and... and- I couldn't remember, because it's been a long time. I remember that there were swords, and there was, like, powerful swords, and I remember there was some fighting with them, but I couldn't remember how much actual sword fighting there was. And so when I watched it, and I was like, well, I don't know if there's enough. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's enough to satisfy that craving. Um, how'd you feel? You know, maybe, I don't know, I mean... There weren't a lot of swords going on in it. Yeah. But at the same time, there was so much stuff going on in it that was just flat out fun. Right, and, right. And so I, I probably would like to see one that is more just centrally all about the swords. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was lacking. It was. Yeah, I wouldn't call this movie. <laughs> if anything. All, there is nothing lacking. Lacking in this movie. wouldn't be the movie, wouldn't be the word to describe Kung Fu Cult Master. <laughs> no. Um, some people might say it's lacking in uh, coherence, <laughs> but I would say it's fairly coherent. Having watched it right. and trying to like put it together, it seems like it's fairly, you know, like I had a hard time keeping all of the the little minor uh factions apart right and and remembering like okay who's this guy with this person and that but overall the broad story was fairly easy to right comprehend i thought it it wasn't that bad yeah, I didn't. I like I said. I was like from that opening. I thought, oh god, I'm not going to understand any right. of this. Right, they really then, blast off with that. Yeah, but then very shortly after, I was kind of you know I got it. I, I knew what was happening. It was because yeah. that's the common complaint with this movie and Western viewers is that it's ridiculously confusing. It doesn't make any sense, and therefore it is a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> But like and honestly, if I didn't know what the hell was happening, I still would have loved it. Just and that's from all the crazy shit going right, on. Exactly. <laughs> when I, when I first saw it, it was very hard to make things out. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I saw now that was definitely like I don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a lot of it because it was too blurry or whatever. <laughs> Like I said, I thought Sammo Hung was two different roles, <laughs> right. and I had no idea that he wasn't. But um, even through all of that and the subtitles, because the subtitles were burned in um, VHS subtitles, so they were also blurry and oh, incredibly wonderful. hard to read. <laughs> and there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it gets bright, and then you can't read anything on the subtitles. So... I was very, you know, working at a very uh, right. serious disadvantage to understanding a movie that is relatively hard to understand. Um, and especially at that time, I wasn't super, like, uh, knowledgeable about wuxia or understanding the differences of that and, and mm-hmm. more traditional kung fu movies. So I liked it then. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. And... And I don't understand how you could not just get a lot of fun and enjoyment out of it because it's just like a nonstop barrage of of weird, cool shit happening. Yeah, and I mean, fights and so much of it is just fun. And yeah, I mean, there's a guy that fell off a cliff, and then you see him later, and he's fucking strapped to a ball by vines, <laughs> and he's rolling around. Yeah, you know, like doing kung fu. <laughs> 
How is that not entertaining? You know, you know, I loved that character anyway, just because it was it was like he was just some random chef at a restaurant, and he just <laughs> finds a scroll and reads it, and he's like, "I am a kung fu master." It was like, what? <laughs> He yeah. just goes off kicking ass. Kicking like, oh, ass okay. off the cliff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he was such a fun character. Yeah. He was, he was. And I love the little like he little black uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> shit like... on his mouth and stuff. Just a fun guy. Yeah. Another guy that I couldn't un- uh, couldn't figure out who he was played by, unfortunately. One of these people lost to the... The, the the Chinese uh, characters that yeah, I am unable the, to translate, right? The language gap. Yes, yes, that's what they call it. <laughs> I guess maybe. Um, I, I might have just made that up. I don't know. Oh no, that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, I don't know what else. Sam Hung uh, choreographed the action. Also, so I don't know that this is necessarily um, representative of his traditional style, but um, it is definitely representative of his imagination in terms of choreography, where there's a lot of crazy shit (laughs) that happens and gets thrown into the choreography and, you know. I can't think of anything offhand, <laughs> of course, but uh, uh, well, there's the fun girl with the chain whips. Yes, and it was there was you know there was the time where the guy got stabbed. I think it was the the golden lion dude. Uh huh. It was one of the old guys. He got stabbed with all these swords. Yeah. I thought for us, and he was like, Rah! I thought for a second he was going to shoot them out like bullets, and then everybody like uh, bright with white hair. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, and I think that did happen once in one of the scenes. A different fight, like, shot the scabbard out or something. Yeah, no, yeah, there was a part where during when the, when the, um, <laughs> when Jet Li's parents are killed or they die. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sammo Hung takes the, the second, super sword from the the no mercy nun and mm-hmm. he like shoots the the sword backwards into the wall of his right. of the wu-tang yeah, temple yeah. it like flies like 50 feet or yeah something he just fucking shoots like it he back just like just and like it tosses just, it over his shoulder right. casually just goes flying and it fucking embeds in the wall and he says Come back when 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 you have a, a student that is fucking ready to take the sword back yeah, um, there was the. I'm gonna go back to the uh, the guy strapped to the rock. Yes, there was that fun scene where he's uh, he's doing all the backflips to get away from him. He's yeah, like, he's rolling at him. And he just like does like three or four backflips <laughs> right in a row. It's like holy <laughs> shit! Like dang. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Hong Kong wire work and yeah, yeah there and was acrobatics and stuff. There was a lot of fun stuff with there, like even. Uh, in the, in the little flashback before he got strapped to the uh, giant rock where yeah. he's fighting the master guy and he's like I think they were just like twirling around and he's like going over him and just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. holy crap it's like 
yeah, crazy stuff going on. That's Hong Kong wire work, man. Flip, flipping and all kinds of flying. There's a lot of flying in this there, movie, too. There is. It's just I like, was, phew, Superman off yeah, into just, space. Yeah, uh, just right from the get-go, yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, well, here, here's that, like, super jumping Will right, was talking right, right. about. Just bam. <laughs> just everywhere. Yeah. Like, back everyone in, can do that. It's yeah, just, that's just that's the... The normal thing they do. Right. These are the, the Wuxia heroes who have trained to the point of uh, flight and other crazy uh, superpowers like uh, Jet Li's shooting fucking fireballs and yeah, <laughs> doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, I, lo- I love the point where they were in the the tomb, and he's he finds this new martial arts style, and is just like, oh, how long's it gonna take? I'm like, well, it normally takes like three months, but yeah, it'll take like three hours. Like, yeah, we can do this. Right? No, <laughs> she like, she says it takes for a normal person thirty years. <laughs> like thirty years, though. But it. to a master, three hours. And he's like, all right, we got this. <laughs> like, well, then let's do this shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, then he, and he learns it. And I loved the specificness of it. It's like, yeah, it, it, it'll take three hours, like exactly three hours. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too with with this movie, um, where they there's a lot of uh, kung fu styles being taught very quickly, right? To characters, whereas usually, I w- more traditionally, um. I would say that, like, you might see either training sequences that are meant to represent years of training or um, characters that generally do have to go through, like, that 30 years of training right. to then come back and, and fight off the, the the master at the end of the movie. That's, like, a more traditional sort of structure to the, a, a movie. A kung fu movie um, but um, like this movie is just like blasting them out yeah. like whatever they need to get to the next scene like okay he's got to learn this solar stance to get over this the fucking jinx palm that he learned <laughs> that he was hit with as a child so he learns it pretty quickly because yeah. the guy is fucking shooting balls of and, light into and, him and yet there was this training montage of him Sitting there getting tied up by vines and just getting things shot at him. Yes, and yes. Thrown around and there was, a, was a, like, yeah, a brief thing there. It was like, oh hey, here, here's the training montage that Will keeps talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that's a weird sort of. Uh, yeah, that one's kind of a minor one, I guess. Well, it's but... a, it's a weird twisting of that right that training sequence that you would normally see. Like generally, it's like like um, the first. The first real like hand-to-hand kung fu movie, um, there's a scene where he learns to jump by strapping all this like weight to his legs, and then he just jumps and jumps and jumps, and then it like keeps showing him like, oh, now he's a little higher, and he's a little higher, and then eventually like he's jumping over the house, <laughs> and so there's it's usually more of like an incremental like right do this one task. Kind of like a Karate Kid. Have you seen Karate Kid? Um, I think I don't. I've not seen it, but I've there's. It's so you understand the yeah, wax on, wax off. Yeah, shit it's, and, it's, I can't just culturally you, that thing is so pervasive. The 80s and not see fucking Karate Kid. Jesus I, I, I don't know. I mean, That's I know. So, I mean, at the, I, I know so much about it. Maybe I did yeah. see it and I just have no memory. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps you saw it. Even but you super young. the movie is so ingrained culturally. It's yeah. like I know it anyway. Oh, man, it's it's kind of like a great movie though. Yeah, 
Oh man, that's that's, there, that's a movie. Yeah, there, there's a lot of movies I just have not seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, well, uh, through the podcast, I'm happy to uh, you know en- enrich your horizons. Yeah, no, no this this <laughs> this movie in particular has been a a wonderful. I would imagine, little... yeah, this is the first real like hardcore straight up wuxia that you've yeah. seen. Yeah, so. and I, and and you know I think. As much as I wanted swords, I think this was what I like. I just wanted some really awesome, crazy action, like super fantasy. Yeah, yeah and so this was, this was filling that urge. Yeah, so. it fits the bill of. Yeah, uh, see, like that's the thing. I I don't. I thought, is there enough swords? <laughs> but then at the same time, I thought. There's so much. How could he be disappointed <laughs> that there's not enough swords? I I just. I was wrestling with that while I was watching it, and I thought yeah, and I came to the thing like, "There's no way <laughs> that like the takeaway is going to be well, there's not enough swords, <laughs> you know." Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, I could, I kind of had this feel like, well, you could use more swords, but it's like that's not the takeaway of the movie. Like, right. It's like I would like to see more swords, but yeah, yeah. They, there didn't need to be more in here. It right. Was, and I'm and, and while I was watching, I was also trying to think of like this era or like '80s Hong Kong movies that are like full-on sword movies, and it was hard to really come up with movies where they're just like straight up always using swords. It's a thing in the Shaw Brothers era, like mm. specifically in the beginning of Wuxia, and then the later Wuxias where they're using a lot of swords. Um, and so the the Shaw Brothers adaptation of this novel, um, those movies are probably very sword heavy, hmm. having not seen them. But right, I'm right. just assuming. Yeah, um, you're, uh, well, you're making me much more interested in this this early area <laughs> era of wuxia and what's going on in it. And yeah, the, the early era is super sword based, but the choreography is not necessarily there. Right, it's a lot of like flailing. St- swords and people falling and they're not necessarily getting hit obviously <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the great movies are still great um right. and you but you have to definitely look through uh a contextual eye to like sort right, of right. understand and, and enjoy them um the big ones like come drink with me one arm swordsman uh stuff like that is just very enjoyable regardless the those are the movies that have withstood um the test of time you know like yeah this is the, the 50th anniversary of those both of those movies this year hmm. um and they're still great 50 years later um but when you get to the mid to late 70s and those wushas i haven't seen a lot of them but the ones that i have seen are like i think exactly <laughs> what you search for in terms of sword fights <laughs> where yeah. it's the intricate Hong Kong choreography and it's very sword based and also other weapon based too. Right. Um, I was thinking of a Samo Hung movie that I watched a few months ago called the odd couple. And that movie, like every fight is weapon based and it's known as like, this is one of the greatest weapon based fighting movies ever. And so there's mm. swords, there's staffs, there's, all kinds of various weapons that come in. And so I thought, oh, that would be a good movie to show Steven. Yeah. 
Sounds at like some it. point, you know. Yeah, someday we'll get to that. Right, right. We have a, we have a lot of things to get to, so there are there are a lot of movies out there. <laughs> tons of them. Yeah, especially um, we've uh, in terms of broadening horizons. There's just like there's so whole many worlds things, yeah. of random things out there that or that we're both expanding to. Right, right. Some that right. neither of us have seen that we're expanding to. Yes, yes. This so. great great cinematic underbelly of of <laughs> things that you know are not necessarily well known. Right. That's what I enjoy exploring. Not that yeah. Hong Kong movies are are this underground thing, but um I feel like in terms of foreign movies they are uh they thought less of. Like anime I feel is also in there. It it kind of is like to a, a degree. Like like more traditional film fans aren't necessarily like high diet of Hong Kong and anime. Like I feel right, like those right. are more like stepchildren where they're yeah, you and know. like foreign film fans are gonna be going more towards the the artsier stuff. Yeah, they're they're f- interested in the foreign films to see what the different art styles of these different directors are and things. Right, but whereas but anime. Uh, as we saw in Akira, yeah, and the Miyazaki movies, and many other directors have a have a fucking art style, and they, you know, oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're putting it out there, and they should be um, enjoyed as the same level as all these Hong Kong guys, yeah. So definitely some of that. Yeah, I like fighting for the underdog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so. mean, if Hong Kong movies were mainstream, I'd still like them too. Yeah, I mean, they're just, it's, it's, you know, this has just been such a fun movie that yeah, I don't think there's any way I would have disliked it. If it were. <laughs> That's what I came to, like, <clears throat> thinking about the swords. It's like, I don't think that there's any way, just in terms, knowing, like, your enjoyment of fantasy and, and specifically, like, uh, liking how you like um, different versions of fantasy. Like, right. not necessarily... Like, oh, I like this type of, you know, it has to be fucking knights and some kind of version of the Arthurian fantasy that a lot of shit is. Right. Like you. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to go outside that boundary to, yeah. to just see weird things I've never seen before. Yeah, like okay. the fantasy of, of imagination, whatever, right. whatever people right. are dreaming up that's not in the realm of reality. Right. Always happy to see that. Yeah. Even in more uh, contemporary settings, which I... I yeah. D- generally, I, I tend to go for ones more like uh, like this one or... You like a period-based thing, like, yeah. Yeah, or, or maybe not a, specifically a period-based, but something beyond uh, the normal world we live in. Okay, just yeah, to, I can get just, that, yeah. And I think not because it's like I can't deal with it in the real world it'll just because right. it's more you're going to have more oddity in it if it's outside yes of, you have more weird imagination you, you have more things. freedom yeah. to throw in things that are just like what the fuck did i just see <laughs> right right <laughs> this is true yes and so i think i gravitate towards uh non-contemporary things just for that okay but i don't really have anything against being in a contemporary setting per yeah. se it's just uh 
the more contemporary it is, the less fantasy it is. And it's just yeah. the intensity of the fantasy. <laughs> it, Get it yeah, as pure it, as it can. It is a little bit <laughs> dialed down from like full on 11. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just, I, I think about watching this movie, watching any of these movies that I haven't seen since my early uh, years of Hong Kong love um, is always very exciting because it's almost like watching them for the first time. Like I remembered a lot of shit in this movie. The, right. the ending is very like burned into my head. I re- remember loving how, how the she just jumps off and then it just, <laughs> just ends. Like, it just stops. Yeah. Like I love that. I I, I that's very uh, much in my brain. And the uh, the look of some of the characters was always something that I enjoyed. The guy on the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, it was like seeing this brand new thing, and definitely. Uh, enjoying it in a new way mm-hmm. so it's always very fun and it makes me remember like oh what about that fucking movie <laughs> i gotta like watch that movie and so the movie that that i'm thinking of especially now because you're talking about contemporary things is there's a movie called heroic trio where it's three uh three women who are the heroic trio and they they fight and it's modern day but it's also like elements of wuxia and elements of the gun side of hong kong and there uh, it's also fights um because michelle yo is one of the the girls uh so at some point i, I yeah. definitely i haven't seen that since i was a that teenager sounds also. like an awesome movie uh, yeah and there is a sequel to that one. <laughs> Ooh, and it has a sequel yes and and that one is also 1993. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the sequel was 93. <laughs> okay. Like I said, they fucking pump them out. Um, and so if they were smart, they would have just made the the two or three movies just back all in to one back go and with this movie and then been out. able to crack, crank them and out. It would have been like, oh, everybody hates it, but we already made them. Here you right, go. Right, right. Yeah, that would have been, so. been wonderful because I would very much like to see the sequel that would Fuck have yeah. been made. Yeah, but, no, I... The my first thought upon finishing this movie was that um, the fact that these sequels to Kung Fu Cult Master were never made is one of the greatest tragedies of Hong Kong cinema. <laughs> like it's just like fuck. Like I, I, they weren't uh, necessarily popular in the day, but these are movies that that would have stood the test of time for for fans of of Wuxia. Yeah, yeah, I well, just, like, God yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen a lot of Wuxia, and I'm like fully on board with this right. one. This one. Yeah, and that's surprising. Most most uh, new viewers find uh, find a lot to be confused by. I had a feeling that you'd be fine, right? But then the swords thing kind of. I don't know. What about the swords? What about the swords? <laughs> we kind of picked this one like specifically for the swords. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, but no the, the swords that are in here are pretty badass they are they are like that's another thing about the 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 old fucked up copy of this those badass swords and how they glowed yellow they, they must have just looked like lightsabers well i didn't know that they were glowing at all <laughs> i just thought they were golden swords like the metal was golden i had no idea that they were glowing and so seeing them now like oh they were glowing this whole time <laughs> who knew that they were just glowing with power <laughs> i had no idea uh. 
<laughs> so uh, again, one of these great things of you know, I still love my my bootleg tapes. I still have some of them, right. um, and they they're fun and nostalgic to look back on. But right. I, I am yeah. happy to have the uh, higher quality, yeah. the better quality DVDs. Although some of my DVDs are basically just those, not the bootleg quality but the the same print that would have been on the vhs just put right. onto a dvd like the bread with white hair was like that where well no that had actual subs removable subs but yeah it was closer because it was non-anamorphic but right. anyway getting down the nostalgia rabbit hole yeah that, that was uh this one, my Mentashi, like did the sword bleed through the widescreen again this time because i actually didn't have it, it, no, I the, didn't see no. any letterboxing on mine. No, because it's 185. So, so on now we have widescreen TVs or or monitors or whatever. So right. there are no. <laughs> there's no widescreen. To there's burst no out of, widescreen yeah. to go out of. Yeah, because I was I was noticing that when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it. Like, oh, I don't have any letterboxing at all. Right. It's fitting the, pr- right, the, right. the proportions of my screen exactly. So I'm yeah. not. Or at least it's showing me that I I'm, right. I wasn't sure if no, it was cropping or something. No, that that's but. that's the ratio. It was always, uh, you know, you had you had VHSs that were widescreen probably, so there was yeah, the, yeah. the full two thirty five widescreen and then the little letterbox of one eighty five. Yeah, and so this was one of those movies. So the sword actually went up to the top of the TV screen out of the <laughs> widescreen. And then came back around and went down underneath it. And it was really cool. I mean, <laughs> it was a fucking blast. I don't know that I actually still have that tape. And that would be one but that I would... But if you did, that I, would be worth popping That would be the one that I would like to have if I don't have it. I don't think I have that one anymore, though. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember some, like, the the old VHSs like that, are they're hard to watch anymore. Because yeah. I remember... I had a copy of Akira on VHS, okay. and it was a really nice copy on VHS because they they letterboxed it. Yeah, but they put the movie at the top. Oh, one of those and they top put the sub- subtitles all in the black part. Yeah. So now, if I watch that on a widescreen TV, yeah, I either have the the pillar bars on the side, right. And the whole thing is shrunk, or I zoom it in, and I'm cropping the top and cropping half the subtitles off. Yeah. And so it's like, so it's like, oh, this was this was fantastic back, back when I got day, it in the yeah. '90s, and now it's just like borderline ruined. Yeah, that and sucks. My my copy of Ron, the Kurosawa movie, that was like that. Yeah. And it's like I couldn't understand it why why it was done that way, but. Uh. Oh well, yeah, that's one of the yeah. things. Because yeah, you can't remove the subs or do anything with them on the yeah. VHS. So. Yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, I can't. that sucks. Yeah, so it was like I, I had this this copy of the movie that was that was great for yeah, its time, yeah. and I I loved it at the time. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Why don't they all do this? That would that makes it so much better. I I right. see the whole screen and I get the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. And then, but now on these new TVs, it's just kind of like, oh well, now it's just screwed up. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. I love the i the advent of the widescreen TV, but there are there's, certain there's things. Little transition yeah. dilemmas that go on. Yeah. I mean, you have the DVD, so it's not a big, yeah, yeah, a big mean, loss, but right. Still, the, for it, the nostalgia. Akira is definitely one I would have wanted to upgrade from VHS anyway. Just yeah. visually, you yeah. get a lot out of that by getting. I'm sure. That yeah. There's quality. so much detail in that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was the other thing. Like, um, I should probably save this, but <laughs> I started an anime series <laughs> directly after watching Akira. <laughs> <laughs> and it, didn't and look it was a lot. fucking <laughs> jarring experience <laughs> because I was just like uh, punch drunk on like how amazing on Akira looked. Animated films, like, wow, anime is amazing. <laughs> then, and then, then I then started the it, stuff. and then it was just like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why does this look so shitty? <laughs> and then, oh, it's sad. I realized, like, well. It's not that it's shitty. It's just not at that. It's a TV series right. level, there's, and there's not a very big difference between <laughs> the TV right. budget and Akira, right? Which so was it's the most expensive animated film <laughs> ever at the time. Yeah, and so it took a while to adjust. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Kung Fu Cult Master. Yeah, that's. Uh, that was right up my alley. This was yeah, and exactly. and the, the other movie that that we were deciding between, mm-hmm. um, the Soy Hark movie Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain, is very much in line with this in terms of the fantasy level. Oh, not cool. quite as fast paced, and not not quite as quick, but the level of of fantasy is is at or near the same you know it's it's at the same quality of film like you know in terms of sounds great so definitely that's that's one i want you to see um so look forward to that folks (laughs) somewhere (laughs) at some point down the line yeah the the infinite string of silver emulsion podcast the the (laughs) never-ending well we could end it at some point i mean if we ever decide to end it we could end it it we is, could, you know, <laughs> it is. Uh, but but I will feel that wherever we do end it, it will be incomplete. And that it, it will, will yeah, <laughs> no, it will always be incomplete <laughs> because the there there will always be something else that we could have watched. Right. The and, string of movies is never ending, right? Especially in this age of content. Oh yeah, um, yeah. where things are always being created and lost things are being resurfaced or whatever um yeah and i think we could limit ourselves to things only made in the 20th century and still be endless and oh yeah no for sure for sure like yeah like my specifically with hong kong movies i i i try to watch at least two movies a week and that doesn't count any of the movies that I review, like Jackie or mm. Shaw Brothers. And so I try to watch two, and I don't watch anything that's, like, past maybe the late 90s, but generally past, like, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, a wide array of movies that I am not even close to <laughs> touching the whole wealth of that right. untapped fucking gold mine of Hong Kong. Yeah, um, I, and I, I feel like it. I've seen a lot of Hong Kong movies, but when I look at... Well, compared to me, you sure as hell have. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I've been at it for a while. Yeah. Um, at it for practically your whole life, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I got on board when Rumble in the Bronx came out in the U.S., which was 95 or 96. 
that blew my mind. I'd never seen anything like it. Then Super Cop, which was it's, it's actually Police Story 3, Super Cop. When that came out in the U.S. a few months later, I saw that and was suitably blown away again. And then around that time, I uh, reconnected with some friends who had, unbeknownst to me, all uh, been uh, down the Hong Kong movie path already and started tape trading. And so they had this wide library of of Hong Kong movies that my my brain uh, was like totally r- waiting right. for. <laughs> it was like this fucking gold mine, you know. It's like holy shit, what? <laughs> uh, my fucking mind was blown, and so then that began a whole series of years. But then I lost track. Like when late nineties came, CG was coming in. The handover happened. Hong Kong movies got kind of shitty in in my eyes and our eyes as a group. Um, So we all kind of faded away from Hong Kong movies. And so then I didn't pick it back up, really, until I started Silver Emulsion Hmm. in 2010. So there's a good 10, 11 years gap there there, where I was totally lost. And I remember... um, talking to my friend uncle jasper um when i first started the site i was like i really want to um because part of the idea of the site was like to share my weird sort of uh love of uh, these weird uh broad range of cinema and so i thought like i want to get back into hong kong movies specifically the ones that i watched back in the day for the nostalgia fact but but right. also because i i remembered how uh how many there were that i had not ever seen and Mm -hmm. i knew that the access level was so much higher right at that point yeah back in the 90s getting a hold of it must yeah it it was rough we had a lot i mean we had a a lot of movies between the three or four of us all like coordinating and like getting copies of other movies that the other one didn't have and then copying those four each other and right, you know. right. so we we got a pretty good library but and and at the time i felt like fuck man we we're like we got <laughs> we've seen most everything <laughs> and then looking at back at it now it's like oh fuck <laughs> it was a very small slice of hong kong yeah so i've been ever since silver motion started really like kind of uncovering <laughs> all that shit but really the last two or three Two probably two years is when I really like realize like I'm getting older, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm almost I'm getting to the the later years of my thirties. <laughs> like I'm I'm I think I was turning thirty five, and I was just like fuck man, I'm I'm not watching a lot of these Hong Kong movies. That I need to double down and just fucking enjoy life. You know, yeah. I was getting very stressed out, and so part of my yeah get, my, my way to uh invigor the, my life yeah get to those things you love yeah so then that's when i started really beefing up the collection i mean All i right. had i had a big bunch of jackies because i had been reviewing those and anyway then so then for the next the last like probably two years i've really been like getting a bunch of random hong kong movies and stuff and now that i love comedies that's opened up a real 
Whole world of, of yeah. enjoyment. Doubled your uh, <laughs> library of potential. Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen Chow movies I've really gotten into, and he's, he's a weird guy because he, he still directs movies now, but he made all of these movies like between probably 88, 89 when he was just becoming popular to like 95 or so. He made like 35 movies. <laughs> he just like cranked out. He had, there was one year, like 91 or something, where the top 10 box office hits of Hong Kong, he was in like the starring role in like seven or eight of them. God damn. <laughs> he fucking cranked him out and then he just stopped acting. <laughs> and, wow. he, and he like directed a couple movies here or there, like over the next 20 years. It's It's real strange and I don't know why, but... Yeah. He's fucking great, and I've really become a big fan of his. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there, anyway, there's a world of of shit out there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just peering into this sandbox, and yeah, going you're like, at holy the, crap! I'm, I'm just like at the right. tip of it. <laughs> you're at the tip of it, and there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Um. So I this that's part of like. What I enjoy about the, this this new uh, configuration of the podcast, where it's a two person thing, where it's like it's not so much just me exploring whatever I want to get into. It's more like I'm rewatching things and I'm like showing you things and right. you're showing me things, and yeah. So it's a so. fun sort of give and take, sort of trade off thing. Yeah, and we're gonna have some great things planned up ahead here. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to schedule things so much. Right, just um, off the cuff. I like to, is... yeah. I mean, in general, I'm a very schedule-driven person, but yeah. um, as evidenced by <laughs> my multiple-year <laughs> series and shit that I set out for myself. Right. But in terms of this, I like just, I don't know, what do you want to watch? <laughs> just like deciding in the moment. Yeah. But for the moment, we do have a couple things lined up. Yep. Um... Anything else about Kung Fu Coldmaster? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it's just tons of fun. Yeah, it's, it's fucking blast. It's it's silly, but it's exciting. It's yeah. There's the great fights. Some good comedy. Yeah. Amazing special effects and wire work. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks gorgeous. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, just the amount of shit that's going on in the movie like almost every shot has some kind of special effect going on like <laughs> right some shit is happening in in nearly every shot and just the logistics of that and then to think about how like Wang Jing probably directed like six or seven movies that year so the the quickness of right. making this movie is like mind-boggling to the amount of shit that they're cranking into it like packing yeah, into it yeah I mean this it, it the the amount of crap in there i mean it just it's it's very epic and it's yeah it's in its scale and uh fuck i think tai chi master is also 93 another Jet Li wuxia movie jeez fucking 93 i mean those early 90s years oh my god <laughs> like it's uh such a wealth of hong kong movies and um it's like uh 
It's like that's where I just need to soak for a while. And the, yeah, no, there, there's the, good stuff in there. The Hong Kong glory of 93. Yeah, 93, 91, 92, 93, 94. I mean, I could just name all the 90s. <laughs> yeah, all the 90s. <laughs> The 80s are very good as well, though. Yeah. There, There is another, there's a wuxia called Duel to the Death that's early, early um, 80s. And that movie, as I remember it, is very sword-based. Hmm. There's a samurai guy, and there's a Chinese swordsman, and there's ninjas, and all kinds of shit in that movie. Um, I don't have that, but that's uh, one of those movies I'm trying to hunt down. Yeah, well... I had a a bootleg of it. I don't know if I still have the VHS, but that was quite the movie. Yeah, that's that <laughs> sounds like something uh, I'll be happy to get my hands on someday. Yeah, one of these days I'll get it. Not that I need, you know, not the more of the. I mean, right. I do need them. <laughs> it's gonna happen, but like, we have plenty of other things to oh, yeah, <laughs> explore in the meantime. That we do, and that we shall continue. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anything else? That's uh, I kind of feel like we uh, shortchanged the green bat a bit, but I don't know what there's really to say about him other than that he's funny. Yeah, he's and funny. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's a great character. He's flying around uh, drinking blood. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, injured, and he's, like, coughing up blood, and he's like, no, I just drank too much. That's yeah. all. I just had to <laughs> spit some out. <laughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good character. I I enjoy that actor quite a bit too. So I yeah, I really he was, enjoyed uh, him. He, he he was fun. You know, he, he was half the reason I I wanted to see the other two general, the other two leaders, yeah. like the colored teams, just because I was like, oh man, these these guys are so much fun. What what were these other two like? They're going to be just as interesting, right? And, I wonder. Yeah, you never know. And then we and, never got to see yeah. them. Yeah, we'll have to. To have to hunt down the older Shaw trilogy, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I think those are on. Uh, I think those are all on iTunes, which means that they're all on Amazon Prime and oh. other digital uh, resources. I don't know about DVD. They're definitely on Hong Kong DVD, but I don't know about yeah. U.S. stuff. So, so we can get a hold of them then. That won't be hard. Yeah, yeah. The ones on Amazon Prime might be dubbed only, though. Yeah, the the the. Oh, that's the sad. The thing with the the digital releases, they, the iTunes version gets all available languages, <laughs> so the original language, whether it's Cantonese or Mandarin, and then English if it's available. I don't think they do both languages because, like all of the movies, if they were originally done in Cantonese, they all have a Mandarin dub mm -hmm. because they were released in Taiwan and right. A mainland China where the traditional language is, is Mandarin. Um, and so I don't think that they include both Chinese dubs. Um, but definitely both like a Chinese and an English on, on the iTunes if the English is available. But on Amazon and Google and stuff like that, it's almost... Everyone that I've ever looked at has been dubbed only mm. but i have heard stories <laughs> from other people that watch them exclusively on amazon prime that some of them are subtitled mm. so i don't know 
some of the movies like the super chinese ones like like a movie like this or whatever doesn't necessarily have an english dub right. because they just don't bother so right. i don't know anyway just vague things that i don't know and you know, <laughs> rambling about yeah cause <laughs> it's like i don't know much about anime dubs because i never watch anime dubbed so yeah yeah I, I just don't pay attention to that it's not what i care about yeah I, there was something about anime that i was going to tell you about but i don't remember oh i was looking into chinese animation <laughs> and i wondered how uh yeah they've got to have some they do. I, I was looking at these specifically, these Journey to the West um, mm. adaptations because of that Tezuka involved one. He did one in the, or worked on one in the early 60s. And then I found out that right. there was a Chinese one about that same time. Hmm. And so I was interested in okay. comparing anyway. the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, it happened because I was looking for that. I was looking for that and... Um, the other movie that you mentioned on the other podcast, the Eight-Headed Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie. I was looking for the DVDs of that, and then that also, like, in the lineup, I saw these other Chinese animation Journey to the West things, and I was like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> so I was looking into all of these things. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we'll sign off. Yeah, I, th I think we've uh, um, pretty much covered it. Yeah, if you fucking like fantasy, watch this movie. I don't know how available it is in the U.S., but the uh, Hong Kong DVD is all region and is readily available at Hong Kong uh, importers, such as uh, my favorite is one called DDDHouse.com. <laughs> they are fucking awesome and have great prices. Um, cool. But you can also get them at other places like Yes Asia, which is very... Uh, much more expensive, but they are also reputable, mm -hmm. um, among others. Anyway, uh, get it and <laughs> watch it. Yeah, um, highly recommended. Yeah, so I'm glad Great you enjoyed movie. it. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so until next time, adios. See ya. It's over. Time to kick out the jabs. Summertime fun.